Good morning. I'm Harley Schlanger from the LaRouche Organization with your daily update for January 10th, 2022. I want to give you some updates which highlight the necessity of rejecting once and for all policies that originate from neoliberal thinking and neoconservative thinking. Uh, the combination of neoliberalism and the neocon warhawk policy has put us on the verge of a nuclear war with Russia and possibly with China. It's created massive hyperinflation throughout the Western economies. And now that winter has struck, we're beginning to see the fallacy of the idea that solar and wind power can provide adequate energy supplies to heat homes, to uh, power industry, uh, and to keep civilization going. So as these truths become aware to most people, the question is, how do we break out of this current paradigm? Now, let's start with what's going on with the talks this week between Russia, the United States, and NATO. Uh, we, we had a taste of the idiocy from the U.S. side from Tony Blinken in his appearances yesterday on various talk shows where he said, these talks that are coming up with Russia starting today, they actually started last night in Geneva uh, when Wendy Sherman met with Sergei Ryabkov. Wendy Sherman's a deputy secretary, secretary of state. Ryabkov is a deputy foreign minister. But Blinken said these talks are not about making concessions, but seeing what can be done to reduce tensions. Now, the tensions, according to Blinken, are all Russia's fault. Uh, Russia has threatened to invade Ukraine. Uh, the, he, the U.S. is going to respond to this by imposing painful sanctions. Uh, and just to show the hypocrisy of the U.S. position on this, Blinken said that one country can't have a sphere of influence, referring to Russia's demands that NATO not uh, bring Ukraine in as a member, that NATO and the U.S. not put offensive weapons inside Ukraine that are four to five minutes away from Moscow. He claims that Russia's objections to that are based on a sphere of influence outlook of Russia and not based on the fact that the U.S. broke promises made in 1990 to Russia. So he went on to make the following point that you can't have a sphere of influence. Russia can't tell NATO what to do. Well, is it possible that Anthony Blinken has never heard of the Monroe Doctrine? Is he ignorant of the fact that the British and the United States have asserted, in a sense, a sphere of influence, now called the rules-based order, that's imposing Western or transatlantic influence on countries such as Libya, Syria, Yemen, uh, using the International Monetary Fund and other financial institutions to cut credit to countries that don't accept the rules. Isn't that a sphere of influence? The idea that a, a nation is going to demand that its national security guarantees be accepted, that that's somehow assertion of a sphere of influence, is a great leap. And it's a great leap which is not justified by reason. Now, the question is, uh, will the uh, destabilization of Kazakhstan play a role in diverting Russia's attention from these talks, uh, which is probably the intention of that? Uh, we'll be developing a dossier in the next couple of days on the Kazakh destabilization, especially 
looking at Ablyazov, uh, a former energy secretary, banker, uh, who's operating out of London, Paris, and Kiev, uh, and claims to have a, an influence on the, the destabilization. It's also the case that the Russian deployment of troops there has at least temporarily stabilized the situation, because the reality is it was not just protesters out there angry about the increased prices of uh, transportation fuel. Uh, that doesn't lead to shootings and burnings of, of government buildings. Uh, and the, the Kazakh Interior Ministry and the Russians have said this has the earmarks of Middle Eastern terrorist networks, uh, including those who were involved in Iraq and Syria and Afghanistan being brought in for the purposes of organized military attempts to overthrow a government. So we'll have more on that over the next couple of days. Um, now, secondly, Afghanistan, this is a place which offers an opportunity to break away from geopolitics. Afghanistan is an old part of the great game, the, the policy of the British to assert their imperial control over what happens in Central Asia. Between the 1840s and, and the present, the British have repeatedly gone to war over Afghanistan, have deployed tribes against each other, have uh, set up operations that led the, the Soviet Union to go in in uh, the 1980s and led the U.S. to go in after the 9-11 uh, terror attacks. There was a British hand in every single one of those. Now, there's obviously also a British hand in the argument that there should be no humanitarian aid that would in any way benefit the Taliban. Well, like it or not, the Taliban is the government. They have responsibility now for what happens to the people of Afghanistan. But so do we. So does the West, which systematically destroyed the country through war, uh, never developed a, or helped develop a, a sustaining economy. In fact, only sustained the economy through money that was provided for humanitarian support, which has now been withdrawn. And money that belongs to the Afghan people is sitting in the Federal Reserve and several banks, including in the United States and Germany, that's been frozen. So it's not available at a point at which the winter has hit, people are starving. According to the World Health or World Food Program's David Beasley, over 9 million Afghans could starve in the next weeks. Now, that should be on the conscience of people like Blinken, who talks about the rules-based order, but doesn't see holding other nations' money to hold the governments hostage, to create a, terror, a situation where terrorism will once again rise up. Because if you exterminate 9 million people in Afghanistan, that will radicalize forces that will be blaming the West for, for doing this, make Afghanistan permanently unstable and a launching ground for terrorism and also drug production against the West. Uh, the acting deputy prime minister of Afghanistan, Abdul Ghani Baradar, issued a direct appeal to Western countries. And what Baradar said is, the people of Afghanistan do not have food, accommodation, warm clothes, or money. And he's called on governments to, quote, support the Afghan people without any political bias and carry out their humanitarian obligations, unquote. 
The Schiller Institute Committee for the Coincidence of Opposites has fully endorsed this perspective, not necessarily the Taliban government, but the perspective of providing short-term immediate humanitarian aid in conjunction with a policy to rebuild the country. And this is something we'll have an upcoming conference that I can probably announce within the next 24 to 48 hours, so you can join us to organize for that. Now finally, reality is hitting the Green New Deal. The reality is called cold weather, uh, once known as winter, before we got hit with the fraud of global warming. There are various parts of the Northern Hemisphere that are being hit by snowstorms, blizzards, freezing weather. Uh, and what they're finding is that there's not enough wind and solar energy to keep the lights on and to keep the furnaces running. Uh, the latest International Energy Agency report on this says that even if you were to achieve net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050, you would have to double nuclear power worldwide. So the idea of a nuclear exit and then add to that an exit from coal and an exit from uh, fossil fuels is an absurd idea, one which we've identified as a deliberate Malthusian effort to reduce world population. Now, on the nuclear front, China and Russia are moving aggressively to develop nuclear, new forms of nuclear power, uh, new kinds of plants, uh, the French are experimenting with smaller modular systems. Many African countries are, are moving into the nuclear age. And meanwhile, the consumption of coal and natural gas are up all over the world. So along with the, the Green New Deal, the Great Reset must be dumped because it's a completely fraudulent idea, which is with the Green New Deal part of an establishment of a global dictatorship by financial cartels and other cartels over nations that would be forced to give up their sovereignty. So this is the neoliberal neocon paradigm that must be rejected. We have an opportunity to do that. Join with us, become part of the Schiller Institute, work with us to make sure that the ideas of Lyndon LaRouche, uh, which are far ahead of the idiotic ideas of the neocons and the neolibs, that LaRouche's ideas become the ideas that determine the policies of governments. So thanks for joining me. I'll see you again tomorrow.